Breaking Soul Ties with Shaladio. On this broadcast, Shaladio teaches God's Word on soul ties and other relationship issues affecting the believer. Listen and be blessed. Hi there, this is Pastor Shaladio. Uh, you're welcome to prayer and fasting day 7 and we'll continue with our discussion on your personal call to prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. Right, so let's go. So yesterday um, we were talking about, we are having this discussion, you know, about feeling this emptiness on the inside of us, you know, feeling this you know, just this drag, you know, you just have this drag, you know, you're not enthusiastic. And because a number of things have happened through the days, through the years, through the months, or it could be that you even look at your progress, you know, as a person and you're not happy, you know, with the progress, you know, that you've made, you're not happy with where you are, you know, at the moment and you feel that, oh no, this is not where I should be at this time. I should be a lot more further. I should have gone a lot more further or a lot more higher in some of the things that I'm doing. And you begin to feel that drag, you know, on the inside of you. You begin to feel you know, so unenthusiastic, you begin to feel as though, look, what exactly, you know, is happening here. And uh, those are some of the feelings, you know, that, you know, begin to come across some of those emotions, you know, some of those emotions that begin, you know, to come across, you know. And um, I remember, you know, while we're still, you know, believing God, uh, you know, for our daughter or for a child, and, you know, there will be days where, you know, you'll just get home. It could even be maybe something that someone said that has, I mean, it's like the person had no malice intended. The person had no harm intended. It could be something that someone just said as a joke that will trigger a wave of depression on the inside of you, that will trigger a wave on, of unhappiness, you know, on the inside of you. And you see, these are some of the pointers that you begin to see. These are some of the pointers that will begin to tell us that it is time for us to do something. And these are the things we are going to be looking into today. So we stopped um, at Numbers 10, 33 to 36 um, yesterday. He says, And they departed from the mount of the Lord three days' journey, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord went before them in the three days' journey. So we see here that the ark of the covenant of the Lord will go before the children of Israel three days, he said, to search out a resting place for them. And the cloud was upon them by day when they went out of the camp. So you see that when that ark moves, you know, the ark of the covenant, you see, it's moving in the direction of where the cloud is going. It's because people carried that ark. They carried that ark, and that ark signified the presence of God. So the people carrying that ark will follow the direction 
in which that cloud is going. So when that cloud gets to a certain place and stops moving, that is where they rest the ark and they now tabernacle in that place. So you see that your life is not something static. Your life is not something that, oh, okay, you just be happy today about something and you'll be happy all the rest of your life about that same thing it doesn't happen that way there are things that made you rejoice six years ago and they are not even tickling your fancy anymore today why because things have progressed you now want to be happy about something else i mean you look at it now a woman is believing god for her husband now Four years ago, she graduated from school. She got a degree. Now, four years ago, she was so excited. I mean, you're so excited. You finally passed your final exams. And you're so excited. You attended your convocation, your, you know, your graduation and everything. You're so happy. You're so excited. Now, you were happy. Nobody could stop you that day. But then three years later, because you have not married, it's so difficult for anyone to even remind you that look can't you even say thank you jesus that you even have a degree you have good health you have nobody can convince you why because you are so focused on that thing that you don't have today you 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 see it now because time has passed time has shifted things have moved on your friends have moved on. So it's now so difficult to even get you to appreciate the worth of what you have in the midst of what you don't have. So you see, I see these are human, I mean, uh, like, you know, like human emotions, human feelings, you know, and we want to recognize these human feelings and know how to deal with them in a very spiritual way. We need to know how to respect to them in a spiritual way. So you see here that once the ark has moved, the people will then now need to move along with the ark so that they will go to the new place where the presence of the Lord has shifted to. So it could be that you started a business in one particular area of life. Now, what could have happened is that the ark of the covenant of the Lord has shifted to another aspect of that business. And then you begin to experience dryness. You begin to experience frustration. You begin to experience dejection where you are. Now it is time for you to now rise and begin to move in the direction where the presence of the Lord has relocated to. Hallelujah. So those, that, that's one thing that we need to understand here. That these contrary emotions, these negative emotions are an indicator that we need to now begin to move with the Holy Spirit. We need to begin to move with the Holy Spirit. So it's, it's not really completely a bad thing but it is an indicator that it is time for us to move and you see if we, in our early days of christianity the lord will allow such things to happen to happen as an indicator that it is time for us to begin to seek god you know in fasting in prayers and in intercessions and you see as we grow in the Lord, as we grow spiritually, what will then begin to happen is that we don't even need for things 
to begin to fall apart in the natural before we realize that it is time for us to begin to move away from this phase of life into another phase. And you see, we actually don't know that new phase. We don't know it. Seriously, we don't know it because we are so consumed with the old phase where we are. So what we now begin to what we then begin we now need to do is to begin to pray and to begin to fast so that the holy spirit will now begin to guide us and take us to the new place where the lord expects us to be but some of the indicators that will begin to wake you up that will begin to wake you up that look it is time to move is when you begin to see frustration you begin to see dejection you begin to see unproductive it's like you've you know you've prayed at a certain level and you can't seem to feel the tangible presence of god then you know that it is time for you you know it is time for you to begin to move forward in the spirit it is time for you or for us to begin to press forward in the spirit so you you are feeling dejected you know about those things you're feeling sad about some of you know some certain things in fact there are even things that are so deep on the inside of you that you cannot even get someone else to appreciate the reason why you are feeling so sad and so dejected about those things but one thing you should know is this that the presence of the Lord has moved forward three days and you need to search out that new place where the Lord, the presence of the Lord has moved to. I mean, when I say the presence of the Lord, I mean the emphasis, you know, uh, where God wants you to be. The Lord has not left you. The Lord is on the inside of you. As long as, I mean, you're a believer, the presence of God is on the inside of you. Christ lives on the inside of you, but there is just that feeling that you begin to have as though Christ is so far away. Now, that feeling, this is how we begin to deal with it. We begin to, we begin to pray in the spirit we begin to launch out in the spirit until we locate that new place where the lord wants us to be now when i say that new place i'm not i don't particularly mean that you have to relocate from uh florida to uh texas or from texas but well even if it, it might be that the lord is leading you from texas to arizona or to florida it, it, it could be your but it doesn't necessarily mean that every time there's going to be a physical relocation. Now, we're looking at a physical relocation in Numbers 10, 33 to 36, but it does not necessarily mean that in your own life, there's going to always be a physical relocation anytime you feel like this. It could be that the Lord is leading you to start something that is different from what you have been up to. It could be that the Lord is leading you into another kind of vocation. It could be that the Lord is actually you know leading you out of where you're walking at the moment it could be anything but for us to know we need to get on our knees and begin to pray now let's look at micah chapter 5 uh, verses 1 to 4 before we uh, round up for today now micah chapter 5 verse 1 he says now gather thyself in troops o daughter of troops he hath laid siege against us 
they shall smite the judge of Israel with a rod upon the cheek. So we see here that these are not things that should happen. I mean, smiting the judge of Israel with a rod upon the cheek, you begin to feel that where did we get it wrong? What have we done wrong to deserve this? Or have we offended God? Have we sinned against God? It looks like God is not with us. It looks like God is so far away. Why did this happen? In fact, I, I mean, I speak to Christians a lot and they will say to me, why did God let this happen to me? Why did it? No. What had happened is that his presence had moved. The ark had moved and you did not recognize it. And you were exposed. You became exposed to the weather. But let's look at Micah chapter 5 verse 2. It says, But thou Bethlehem Ephrata, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel whose goings forth have been from of old from everlasting so what the bible is saying here very quickly because of our time is that bethlehem ephrata even though you are little among the thousands of judah i mean there was a prophecy that jesus was going to come but now this this prophet was now looking ahead and said look bethlehem even though you are the least likely of the villages that will produce the ruler in israel that's jesus christ that it is actually out of you that jesus christ is going to come out of so we see that you are the most unlikely candidate to produce the king of israel that's jesus christ ruler in israel but it's out of you that is going to come and then verse 3 says therefore will he give them up therefore will he give them up uh, time is up, but I'll just finish this uh, very quickly. Therefore will he give them up until the time that she which travaileth hath brought forth. Then the remnant of his brethren shall return unto the children of Israel. So what the Bible is saying here is like as though God is going to give you up. It's as though the press, you can no longer feel the presence of God. You can no longer feel the tangible presence of God. But he says that it is like that is going to happen until the time that she which travaileth. Travaileth means give birth, bring forth. That it's as though God is so far away until the time that you begin to travail. Until the time that you begin to bring forth that child that is on the inside of you then the remnant of his brethren shall return unto the children of israel so just to round this up what we are saying here is that once you begin to feel that way it means that a baby is about to be born and you now need to get into the right position to push that baby out into the earth when i say baby i mean the baby of your destiny the baby of the new phase of your life is about to be birthed out once you begin to feel that discomfort it means that the time of traveling has come for you to produce that new phase of your life we'll continue with this um uh, in day eight thank you and uh, god bless bye Welcome back to the second part of this episode of Breaking Soul Ties with Shaladio. Listen and be blessed.
Hello, you're welcome to prayer and fasting day 8. This is our day number 8 of um, our series on prayer and fasting. And we're going to continue our conversation about your personal call to prayer and fasting. The indications that you begin to get or you begin to see that, you know, show that it is time for you to withdraw yourself into a season of prayer and fasting. So we started this series uh, in the first five days by establishing that prophetic utterances require a fight of faith. So you don't just receive a prophetic utterance and just go and sit down somewhere and then wait till the end of the year and now say that, oh, God was not good or your pastor's word did not come to pass, blah, 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 blah. So we know that the scriptures also are the surest words of prophecy. So whether it be prophecy by a scripture or prophecy by a minister of God, um, it is your responsibility to go into the spirit and war out a manifestation of these prophecies and give birth to the manifestation of these prophecies from scriptures into your physical life. And then from day six, we began to examine the sort of things that could happen around you, the sort of changes that could happen around you that will indicate that you are being called to a season of more intense prayer and fasting. So we are on day eight now. And um, yesterday and the uh, day before yesterday, we were able to uh, look at the scripture, Numbers chapter 10, uh, verses 33 to 36. He says, And they departed from the mount of the Lord three days' journey, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord went before them in the three days' journey to search out a resting place for them. And the cloud of the Lord, uh, the cloud of the Lord was upon them by day when they went out of the camp. And it came to pass when the ark set forward that Moses said, Rise up, Lord, and let thine enemies be scattered, and let them that hate thee flee before thee. And when it rested, he said, Return, O Lord, unto the many thousands of Israel. So we see here that there was constant movement. The train of Israel were on the move between the land of Egypt and the promised land. So, and it's also a type of our Christian life where we have a promise from, we have promises from God that are immutable. They are immutable. They are unchangeable. But we also have a daily life of progress in the spirit a daily progressive life where we progressively realize the manifestation of these promises that are immutable that have been given unto us nobody has a complete manifestation of the promises of god in one single day so on a progressive basis we are experiencing a manifestation of the fulfillment of the promises of god so it means that in our spiritual lives even though the promises of god are constant the promises of god are immutable but in our actual 
our lives, we will progressively realize the manifestations of these promises. So it means that it means that from time to time, you are going to come to a phase where it looks like what you have is not enough to keep you going. And then you receive another manifestation again that moves you um, to the next level. So we saw here again uh, also that the cloud of the Lord indicated a covering that protected them from the scorching effects of the sun. And we'll see that the moment they began to feel a scorch, it definitely means that the cloud has moved from where they were. So the moment you begin to feel some discomfort in your heart, then it is an indication that the cloud has begun to move from where you are. The moment you begin to see that the things that used to work before no longer work, then it is an indication that the cloud of the Lord has moved from where you are. And then it means that uh, you need to begin to embark on a season of prayer, a season of prayer and fasting till you discover the next thing that the Lord is indicating in your heart to do. And if you refuse to take the steps of committing to prayer and fasting, I mean, there are other things that you will then begin to find yourself to doing. You begin to worry, you begin to sleep, you begin to eat, you every other thing you do is wrong until you commit to a season of prayer and fasting and then we looked we also uh, verified this in micah chapter 5 verse 1 and we're going to share a little bit more on micah chapter 5 i love this uh passage is a prophetic passage i mean this was a I mean, this was a book written by a prophet and these were like types and shadows of things to come and they were also prophecies uh, about Jesus Christ. Now let's go to uh, verse 2 of Micah chapter 5. It says, But thou Bethlehem Ephrata, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth shall be uh, have been of from from of old from everlasting therefore will he give them up until the time that she which travaileth hath brought forth then the remnant of his brethren shall return unto the children of israel let's go to verse 2 he says but thou bethlehem ephrata though thou be little among the many thousands of judah yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in israel now when i share this scripture i you know love to break it down uh, into pieces so we get the import of the message here now when the prophecies began to come that jesus was you know going to be born or jesus was going to come now the israelites really they felt that because of the magnificent personality and character of god they felt that when jesus was going to come he would come in a very noticeable and uh, fashionable and um, and royal way that it will be hard not to know that jesus has come 
So you can imagine they had, you know, sort of like um, modeled Jesus, even though they had not seen him yet. They had not, you know, like known who he was going to be. They didn't know him all, but they had modeled him to someone who would rank side by side with the kings of the earth, you know, in terms of, you know, like popularity, in terms of royalty, expression of royalty on the earth, everything. So there was that subtle expectation, you know, in the hearts of people. That's why, you know, if you go to uh, um, John chapter 1, Bible says that, that Jesus came and his people knew him not. And they did not recognize him because they they knew he was going to come. They read the prophecies that he was going to come. But when he came, they did not recognize him because he came in a way that they did not expect him to come. Now, let's look at this very closely. He says, Bethlehem. We know that Bethlehem is a town um, over there um, in Israel where they were. And it says, Bethlehem Ephrata, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel. Now, imagine with this height of expectations and weight of expectations. Imagine there are many towns and, you know, cities uh, in the country where you live. And they now, there was a prophecy that Jesus was going to come was going to be born in your country now imagine if it's just almost like the olympics now when the olympics was about to be hosted let's say in a place like america uh atlanta will come forward they'll say they want to host it uh maybe another uh los angeles too could come forward they're a massive city maybe they want to host it but while these huge cities you know put their bids forward with their mayors now you don't expect um uh maybe a one small town one small town in georgia to also now come forward and put a bid i mean what are you talking about i mean they wouldn't even bother to waste their time why because they are little they are little they don't have enough sporting facilities to justify the submission of such a bid they are little but the Bible is now saying that when Jesus was going to come, that it was now the prophecy was now directed to Bethlehem, a town that could not have been worthy in terms of size and popularity to bring forth the birth of Jesus Christ. He now said, But thou Bethlehem Ephrata, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel. So God was now, I mean, the prophecy was now coming towards Bethlehem that even though you are the most unqualified town to bring forth the birth of Jesus, to produce Jesus, who is going to be ruler in Israel, that it is out of you that Jesus is going to come. It is out of you. It is you. It is your town that will produce Jesus who is to be ruler in Israel. But then verse 3 now says, therefore, therefore means that 
be for i mean we're connecting it to the previous verse verse 2 will he give them up that god will give them up until the time that she which traveleth at brought forth so what bible is saying here is that the prophecy that had been given in verse 2 will not happen until the time that that she which travaileth had brought forth so what the bible is saying here that the prophecies in your life the prophecies that have been given to you will not find fulfillment it's like it's like it's as though god did not say those things it's as though god just said something and it just went away and nothing is happening it's as though he gave you up but the bible says that therefore will he give them up until the time until the time that she which traveleth at brought forth so it means that after a prophecy has been given now that the prophecy has become ours and we have received that prophecy the same way that mary received the word of god coming through the angel my time is up but i'll just finish this one that uh, from that time we are expected to go into a season of traveling prayer a season of prayer where we are bringing to birth we are bringing forth the promise that god has given unto us that we are traveling now so there's something called traveling prayer traveling prayer is the prayer where you are giving birth to the manifestation of the things that god has promised you and we'll just hold the pause button here and we'll meet again tomorrow to continue with this discussion god bless you bye bye for listening to this episode of Breaking Soul Ties with Sholadio. To learn more about Soul Ties on Twitter, please follow our Sholadio and our Soul Ties tweets. You can also visit www.breakingsoulties.com to read up on Soul Ties. To contact Sholadio, please send an email to breakingsoulties at charisministries.org That is K-A-R-I-S ministries.org You can also chat with him on BBM by using the following pin 52C7F3CD I repeat 52C7F3CD We have come to the end of this episode of Breaking Soul Ties with Sean Adio. See you again same time next week. Jesus is Lord.